The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. I am so glad you're able to join NUMA podcast today. The reading for today is the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 to 13. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join with me as I pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you once again for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. Lord, I pray today for inspiration. Inspire, O God, my voice today, so that as it comes across the airwave, that your Holy Spirit will illuminate the understanding of my listeners today. And Father, I pray that as many, O God, that are designed to hear this podcast, I pray that you bless them wherever they may be across the world. And Father God, the subject of our address today, I pray that you will make our life to connect in such a way that at the end of this podcast, something spectacular in the lives of those who listen to this podcast. And Father God, I know that you're still in the business of answering prayer. And I thank you, Father, for the guidance today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen. The 
The title of this podcast is What is your skywriting? What is your skywriting? Skywriting is a very interesting area medium of art used by advertising companies. It is the practice of using one or more small aircrafts to eject special smoke while airborne to create readable inscriptions from the ground. The message can be anything that the client wants. It is understood that very few pilots have these skills. These writings, no matter how solid they appear, do not last long. They can easily be erased by the elements, such as wind and rain, whereby causing it to become incomprehensible. Experiencing skywriting can be astonishing because of the special abilities of the pilot and the amazing legibility of the inscription. The story of the Graham brothers is even more fascinating and inspiring. A story is told of the two brothers, Billy and Melvin. As they were standing on the family's dairy farm, one day when they saw an airplane doing some skywriting, the boys watched as the plane sketched out the letters GP overhead. The story went on to say that the two brothers understood the letter G and P differently. For Billy, it was go preach. And for Melvin, it was go plow. These two guys went off to do exactly what they thought that that inspiring inscription was. Later on, one of the boys, the Reverend Billy Graham, became the most remarkable preacher there ever was in the United States of America and beyond. And his brother Melvin went on to become a successful businessman, farmer, who owned the Graham Brothers Dairy Farm and a member of the board of Billy Graham's Evangelistic Association. Interesting as this story is, the important lesson to learn here is this. Whether the Graham brothers were right or wrong about their perception of the skywriting on the day or not does not matter. But what matters is that they simply were inspired not by some human propelled flying machine but by divinely inspired inscription GP which translates as go preach and go plow bearing in mind that it could also have meant to some people as go play or if you, like me, live in the United Kingdom, it could have been a reminder of a sort to go to the GP, meaning general practitioner, for checkup 
But no, the Graham brothers honored God with their abilities. None of this calling was less important than the other. The call to preach or the call to plow. Oftentimes, we are quick to separate the sacred from the secular, as if one is greater than the other. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 5 to 7 says this, There are different kinds of service to God, but it is the same Lord we are serving. There are many ways in which God works in our lives. But it is the same God who does the work in and through all of us who are His. The Holy Spirit displays God's power through each of us as a means of helping the entire church. Brothers and sisters, our key text today, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 to 13, uh, highlights the importance of knowing and appreciating our place within the body of Christ. The point I am trying to make with this beautiful and edifying story of the Graham brothers is simple. They heard right and they did right, but today it is increasingly difficult to get a clear head about things, especially as society is propelled from one revolution to the other. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 to 6 sets out the perimeter to which uh, the believer must operate in order to be truly a part of the church, the body of Christ. It says, there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. There must be the understanding of this fact. When we became disciple, we submitted to this unique and exclusive purpose of oneness, one body, and one hope, even though we are cultured differently and look differently. This oneness of the body and purpose is also re-echoed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that while we like to be distinct part of the body, the entire body cannot function without that particular part. Therefore, a certain part of the body should never think of himself or herself as separate from the whole. Verse number 7 of Ephesians 4 is central to the message today. It says this, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took a many captives and gave gifts to his people. 
In the Babel of vocations today, it is difficult to identify what a given calling may be, but still, you can understand where your particular strength or calling lies when you know what your skywriting is saying. However, like the aerial automated skywriting that can easily be dispersed by area activities and become incomprehensible, our spiritual skywriting cannot easily be erased. They can become blur as a result of spiritual vision impairment or even assumption. The Graham brothers may have been blessed so much so that their tangible sky writing turned out to be divinely inspired. The rest of us must depend, however, on the spirit of discernment to make our visible or invisible sky writing clear to us. This is why I would like for you at the course of your listening to this podcast to ask yourself the critical question, what is my sky writing? Yes, you may be in your half time in life. It is still not too late to take the quiz. It is interesting again to note that when the Graham brothers saw the sky writing inscription GP, they saw the same letters in the same sky from the same ground, yet they understood differently what the second letter stood for, preach and plow. In any case, it made impression on them as they went on to make impression on their world. The concluding part of our key text, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13, underscores the fact that specific gifts were released to the people of God. It says, This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. So, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become matured, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Brothers and sisters, this is definitely something thought-provoking which we sometimes overlook as we seek to serve God. We all agree that we have the amazing grace that saved us from our lives of sin and sorrow, but it is also a fact that we do not all possess equal amount of grace as it is distributed to each one differently. Again, for some it is go preach and for others it is go plow. Whatever it is that your grace is, it is the grace 
to serve your God and his people in the best possible way. Although some are gifted with more measure of grace in certain areas and others less, what is true is the fact that everyone is guaranteed a portion from the storehouse of God. This is why there is no need to be jealous of others or the people for having more grace than you, than us in other areas because the grace of God is always sufficient for everyone and the grace of God is disseminated according to how much Christ wanted to distribute to each and everyone. Praise God today. In a nutshell, Jesus Christ upon conquering death, physically and spiritually, he gave his church a gift not a random gift, remember, but a purposeful gift. And the grace of God is manifested in these gifts as apostles, as prophets, as evangelists, as pastors, and as teachers. None of these gifts are given for personal aggrandizement, but for the common benefit of his people and for the work of God for the mission of God on planet earth. What we see today is the misuse and the misunderstanding of these gifts of service. As we see sometimes when the title of the office is elevated beyond the measure of service, the occupant renders to the body of Jesus Christ. Again, this is a misconstruction of the intention of the gifts. Understanding clearly your skywriting is key to the fulfillment of these gifts. A closer look at the gifts will confirm these statements. The gifts are as follows. It is important to note that they are not arranged in order of importance because these offices are to complement each other for the edification of the whole body of Christ. Therefore, an apostle should be one who is sent out by God and acknowledged by the church to broadcast the good news of God, make new disciples and establish them in the body of Christ. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, Barnabas, and some of the others fit into this mold. These leaders are also seen engaging in cross-cultural works and establishing new churches as they move from place to place. Next on the list is the prophet. The prophet may be a fancy title of authority today, but it is not meant to be. In the Old Testament, the prophet's job includes two main areas, foretelling and foretelling. By foretelling, he engages contemporary issues and in foretelling, he predicts the future events. In the New Testament, however, 
Although not outright, John the Revelator made reference to the existence of prophet. Revelation chapter 22 verse 9. Just as it was in the Old Testament, the New Testament prophets were the leaders that are also mandated to speak forth the word of God to edify, exhort, and comfort. Unlike the pastor, the New Testament prophet guides the church away from error of doctrine by getting things straightened out when and when necessary. Some fine examples of prophets in the Bible are Elijah, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Hosea, Jonah, and Peter. The evangelist is sometimes the face of the church as he represents it to the rest of the world. While this calling can be specific, it is important that substantial percentage of the church should possess this awesome gift. Again, in modern times, when we talk about this office, what comes to mind immediately is the Billy Graham type of massive rally or even what has come to be known as tele-evangelist. However, the Bible presents us with a clear uh, example of an evangelist. In the book of Acts chapter 8 verse 26 to 40, Philip the evangelist encountered the Ethiopian eunuch, not on a mass rally, but one on one. This is not to discredit mass rally as mass gathering is also evidence in the New Testament. In Acts chapter 2, for instance, the key element of this office is that the evangelist must possess a real passion to lead people to Christ and not leading people's bank accounts to their church or denomination, as it is the case in many places today. Although not essentially concerned with the position in the New Testament, the pastor was not simply someone who is engaged to preach and lead a congregation because the term was used also to refer to elder and bishop, one who is concerned with the spiritual welfare of the church. The key aspect of the pastor is to guard, while as I mentioned earlier that the prophet guides and the pastor guard. The pastor therefore is one who is gifted in leadership, counsels and disciples the believers. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 11 to 12, the apostle Paul commended Timothy as a pastor. The Ephesian list of gifts are by no means exhaustive. Paul listed the gift of teacher as last in this episode. However, 
everyone knows that the importance of teaching in any field can not be overemphasized as it is the very bedrock of every knowledge whether sacred or secular the teacher therefore as part of the team must be passionate and thorough when applying the word of god as well as being a pastor Timothy was encouraged, that's 2 Timothy 2.15, to be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Luke, the writer of the gospel of the same name, is also a good example of a great teacher who does his work well. In an introduction to his gospel, he writes, and that's in Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. So many others have tried their hands at putting together a story of the wonderful harvest of the scripture and history that took place amongst us using reports handed down by the original eyewitnesses who served this word with their very lives. Since I have investigated all the reports in close detail, starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it all out for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt the reliability of what you were taught brothers and sisters in jesus christ these are gifts which god gives to you his people our job is to earnestly desire to find our places in this great commission by rightly dividing by rightly understanding the inscription on our skywriting and the point to always remember as we continue on this journey is this whether you believe your message is to go preach or go plow it is the same message to equip god's people for works of his service wherever they may be found they could be found on the floor of the banking hall, on the farm, everywhere, on the buses, wherever, wherever they may be found. We therefore must seek to do our best wherever God has planted us. If your message is go plow, then plow. If yours is go preach, then go preach. My brothers and sisters, this is the message today. And I hope that someone, somewhere, someone out there is blessed today by this podcast. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this time with my brothers and my sisters around the world. Father, your word have come to your people as I receive from you, O God. And I pray today that this word will accomplish its purpose today so that we all will come to know our place in the scheme of things. And I thank you because 
you still answer prayer as I seal this portion of prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.